A very good evening to you. Welcome along once again to Sweet and Swing here on Max Radio. My name's Howard Kane. It's a Friday night. It's probably raining, but stay in and listen to the music. What have we got? Well, a bit of Cyril Stapleton, more women of jazz. Errol Garner, not heard from Errol for a while. Might get a bit of Stefan Grappelli in. In fact, to start off, why don't you fall in love with me.
good way to get going, isn't it? Why don't you fall in love with me? Well, with the music anyway, you don't have to fall in love with me personally. Oh, won't turn it down if you do. Lovely to have your company as ever. H in the Sweet and Swing Studio, Studio 3, as it happens here at Max Radio this evening. Hope you're all keeping well, um, despite the... Well, spring can't be far away, can it? I mean, the bulbs have been out, the snowdrops have pretty much been and gone, and crocus, and in my garden, the daffies were out and then got almost flattened, almost flattened by the snow. I think one or two of them did snap off altogether. It's amazing how resilient they are, but... Uh, and then, of course, it's just rained and rained and rained. So there must be some nice weather somewhere coming, mustn't there? <clears throat> we live in hope, don't we? Ambrose and his orchestra with Anne Shelton taking the vocals with that wonderful, distinctive, deep voice of hers. I was just reading when I was listening to it, it's some wonderful uh, lines about it in the old Bible, the uh, England's second book of British dance bands. And, uh, yeah, she was, of course, born, not Anne Shelton, but Pat Sibley in 1923, and her voice was so unusually low that it's reported that her teachers refused to let her sing in the school choir. Uh, a fate which befell one Vera Welsh in North London a few years earlier, and a few years later, Kathleen Ferrier had the similar problem up in Lancashire. And uh, Pat, as we know, like I said, just uh, went on to become Anne Sheldon. Vera? Well, yes, you've guessed, haven't you? Became Vera Lynn, of course. They also became very good wartime friends, I believe. And Kathleen Ferrier, well, she kept her name. Didn't harm her becoming one of the greatest classical contraltos of the 20th century. Billy Turnant heard her mature voice and invited her to sing with Jack Hilton's band. Uh, he was the deputy leader at the time. In 1936, in January, accompanied by her mother, and still, it is claimed, wearing her gym slip, Pat turned up at the studio to record Moaning Minnie two months after her 12th, that's right, 12th birthday. Don't know if be allowed these days, would I? I don't know. And then soon after leaving school, she appeared as Discovery, or a big discovery on BBC's Monday Night at 8, where she was heard by Ambrose, who immediately invited the now ancient at 16-year-old Anne to join him at the Mayfair Hotel. And in no time at all, as Anne Shelton became a great wartime favourite, uh, including, apparently, her fans, Bing Crosby, Glenn Miller and Winston Churchill, all great Anne Shelton fans. A lovely line here as well, a little story about her deep voice. Was unmistakable, I think you wouldn't mistake her with many other singers, would you? But apparently she did get a fan letter from a soldier uh, who wrote to Ambrose saying how much he enjoyed the new male vocalist in the band. Anne, in the true professional form, didn't bat an eyelid and just sent him a signed photo in return. <laughs> I like that. Very good. Um, what will be next? Well, you know what, we'll stay, I think, with some of the classic bands. Why not? Why not a little bit of... Uh, yeah, why not? A little bit of Don't Get Around That Much Anymore. Geraldo and its orchestra. Good tune, this one. Miss the Saturday dance Heard they crowded the Got as far 
stuff the ellington classic don't gain around much anymore lovely tune that one given a beautiful reading there by geraldo and his orchestra no details on the backing group or indeed the female vocalist either which is a you know make your own mind up on that one answers on a postcard or of course just send them to me and say i know that one it's such and such i'm sure someone out there does off the top of my head i don't the voice sounds familiar but i'm not going to hazard a guess because i'll probably get it wrong and then you all shout at me. <laughs> Howard Kane at MaxRadio.com, if you do know the answer. Be delighted to hear. Be delighted to hear from you anyway. With any thoughts, ideas, requests, send my way and we'll see what we can do. Now, um, we're still clearing out uh, Music Man Towers. I know, yeah, it's quite a few years since the old Music Man himself disappeared. But, um, yeah, we're still clearing stuff out. And uh, I brought up some more CDs. Don't tell anyone. Uh, secreted them into the archive here at uh, the Black Satanic Mill on the Hill up at Max Radio. Uh, all sorts of goodies, I thought, which we could feature, would fit in nicely into the programme. What about a bit of uh, Stefan Grappelli, for example?
Ah, that's the way to do it. Effortless, isn't it? Stefan Grappelli with Django Reinhardt on the guitar. Uh, not all of the Hot Club de France, but uh, some of them there. In any case, around about the 1930s from a, a collection. Like I said, one of the CDs which I've uh, brought to Music Man Towers, a whole host of different goodies i found. I think we're on the last knockings of scratching around for things that we can enjoy here on Sweet and Swing. But enough to keep us going for another few years anyway. <laughs> You'll be pleased to hear. Always love Stefan and as I'm sure I've bored you with before, one of the few artists on this programme I can say I had the pleasure of actually meeting and that the old uh, music master introduced me to him when he was in charge of the jazz club, I think it was, and Stefan was playing at the, I was going to say the Villa Marina, it was the Gaiety I think he played. The Gaiety, that rings a bell in any case. That's where I met him, certainly backstage there, and I think we had a picture taken with uh, the old music master and myself um, and Stefan, of course. And, yes, backstage preparing for his concert. He was also going to play the piano. He was rather a good pianist, having had to play in younger years when he was at the Paris Conservatoire uh, in order to make ends meet, because money wasn't that in abundance, as it were. His dad had scraped and saved to get him there, and uh, in order to pay his way whilst working, or at least studying at the Conservatoire, where where he excelled, he had to play as a pianist in the theatres around the area. Uh, and he played piano for the rest of his life and would often then, in his concerts, play some piano numbers as well. So we wanted to do that at the Gaiety, I think it was. I just remember him being backstage and being with Dad, and he spoke English, of course, to a degree, Uh, and Dad spoke French to a degree, so it was an interesting conversation. (laughs) I don't know who was more confused. And... Stefan wanted to see the piano, and there was a piano there backstage. I don't know where it had been supplied from. But uh, he was said, here, oh, Mr. Grappelli, here's the piano. He said, ah. He sat down, threw open the lid, and played a few runs. And then scowled round and said, Mad. Thank you. 
my terrific surprise when love beckoned in 50 seconds to I thought a breeze would appear in the trees and sing something tender and The band playing swing when love beckoned in 50 seconds to ease. Now, when we want to coo, country lanes are taboo, and old West 52 is our favorite beat when we're on our feet. So you can bet I shall never forget that Cole Porter for the seat movie, enjoying the music of Cole Porter, dipping in and out. I think we can do a few more of those yet. We might be on the last knockings of the women in jazz, our little mini-series. Perhaps one or two more. We'll see. I think there's one this evening, certainly, maybe one for next week. And then we might be on to something new, but we can carry on going with the music of Cole Porter. Lord knows there's enough of it, and all terrific stuff. Perhaps you don't know that one so well, though. When Love Beckoned from Dubarry was a lady. Leo Reisman and his orchestra in 1939, featuring Gertrude Neeson on the vocals there. Leo Reisen himself, a violinist principally, and a band leader, of course, in the 20s and 30s, born and reared in Boston, Massachusetts, Jewish ancestry, and uh, from German immigrants who headed out to the States in the uh, previous century. Uh, he did pretty well for himself, maybe not a household name in the same way as some of the other band leaders we feature here on uh, Sweden Swing. But he recorded for Columbia uh, pretty much exclusively, I think, from 1923 through until 1929 when he signed up then with Victor and stayed with them for another four years until 1933. And then finally signed up with Brunswick and stayed there until 1937 when he went back to Victor again. I tell you, some things never change. It's just the you know, just the clothes and the size of the trousers that disappears. Although, well, we won't argue the toss about the music themselves. I mean, it's it's different. We'll just leave it at that, shall we? different now than the way it was in this programme. But he had a great uh, habit of recording some lesser-known Broadway songs, some of which were not recorded by any other band, so I suppose he had a bit of a niche market going in there. Also had a habit of featuring composers and Broadway performers as band vocalists, the likes of Harold Arlen, Fred Astaire, Arthur Schwartz. Yeah, it'd be all right, wouldn't it? He could bring in the big names... A great recording he had was Happy Days Are Here Again in 1929. Of course, Lou Levin taking the vocals. That Happy Days Are Here Again. Yeah, you know the one. And also had some popular number one recordings with another Cole Porter classic, Night and Day. And also Con Conrad's The Continental. Yeah, you know it. So, you know, he did all right. Perhaps not as well remembered as Glenn Miller and some of the other band leaders, but there were so many of them in the day that 
it was luck, I suppose, rather than skill, just how popular you actually became. Now, I promised you some Errol Garner. I dug that out. Just had to blow a bit of dust off it. So it's been a while since it's played. But being a CD, I expect Errol's blues will sound as fresh as paint. He could play, couldn't he? A wonderful touch on the keyboard. Errol Garner. Uh, I often think I preferred him to Savart Tatum. I think the old maestro, he loved them both. And a lot of their acolytes, and Oscar in particular, and George Shearing and such like. But he, I think of the two, preferred Art Tatum. I could be wrong. 
I could be wrong. I'm, f- I'm fairly certain he did tell me that, or I knew that over the years in any case. Or maybe it was even Stevens, I don't know. Or as I always think, I mean, I'll take him without doubt, brilliant. Sometimes some people might think he's a bit florid, a bit over-exuberant, whereas Errol Garner's a bit more laid-back, isn't he? I mean, they're both fine pianists, so it's arguing the toss, really, what mood you're in, or, you know, it's... Um, it's hardly worth debating because they're both brilliant and they both had wonderful music and I enjoy them both, as did the old maestro as well. But maybe Errol's style just had some had that sort of slightly more space, a bit more air, a little bit more finesse maybe. Is that fair? Errol's Jump, I think, is one of my favourites of his. Errol's Blues, we just heard there. Wonderful touch from uh, Errol Garner. No recording date on that one, it's a bit unfortunate, but it'll be around about the uh, 1940s, I would imagine, early 1950s on that one. You are, of course, listening to Sweet and Swing with myself, H. Lovely to have your company as ever. And uh, as I say, any thoughts, anything you'd like to hear, haven't heard for a while, or see if I can dig out from somewhere, I'll always do my best. Howard Kane at MaxRadio.com. C-A-I-N-E is Kane, all lowercase. And we'll see what we can do. I've got another one of Father Sean's, I think, recommendations in a week or so. Uh, a stride pianist, a modern contemporary pianist. Very good, too. We dug a bit of that out, Father Sean. So we'll see what we can do on that one. This next one, I suppose I should have played a week or so back. Perhaps I'm a week late with this. Still a little bit knocking around, though, if you look up onto the hill. Certainly was one round Kronkavody when I came in this morning, despite the rain. Snowfall.
always been a favourite of mine since the first time the old maestro played me that one, actually. Snowfall, Claude Thornhill and his orchestra. Terrific stuff. Um, like I said, a little bit late. Although, amazingly, despite the fact we seem to have had 80 gallons of rain, there's still bits of snow tucked into pockets up on the hills, I notice. So, um, as long as it stays there, we don't mind. It would be nice to see a little bit of dry, sunny weather, wouldn't it? I mean, you know, you always think by the time you get to the more than halfway through March, you are into spring, but spring quite often doesn't spring until sort of well into April on the Isle of Man, does it? And let's face it, snow is not unheard of in April. I can also remember seeing white in June actually being up the mountain during TT one year when it suddenly hailed like bilio and the ground around was white for a while. But it was one of those typical Manx days where, you know, you started the day, it was a bit wet, and then it all looked all right. And then I think they might have had a race, I can't remember. And then it's, oh gosh, there's some uh, bad weather coming in. And then, yes, this sort of clouds came in and it started hailing. Oh, the mountain amazing. I remember having a, my coat on and I found some gloves in a pocket, I think maybe even a woolly hat or something. And then later the same day, by the end of the day, everyone was stripped off in shorts and T-shirts and the sun was out and it was lovely. That's the art of man and being up in the mountain for you, isn't it? And indeed the TT. If you ever want weird weather, wait for the TTs to arrive and you almost certainly get some. <laughs> Here's one I dug out as well of the trusty attic one that came our way quite recently. Uh, didn't have to blow the dust off this one though, so it might have been played a little bit more recently, shall we say? I don't know. Maxine Sullivan, Bob Wilbur, Close as Pages in a Book is the name of the collection. And this track is Harry Warren's Too Many Tears. To have a good old-fashioned cry Once in a while Isn't so bad For when you've had that little cry Then you can smile You can be glad But when there's too much sorrow You know that there is bound to be too many tears Each night I go to bed I lie awake and shed too many tears Your memory is bringing me I never learned 
to smile again and sing I gave you everything And in return What did you leave for souvenirs Too many tears stuff a eh? beautiful recording as well gorgeous uh, really nice the bass and the uh, cymbals there on the drums beautiful and the voice of course of Maxine Sullivan with the Bob Wilbur band uh, not don't give any details which is rather annoying at least if they are I can't find them of the actual band or do they anything down here let's see oh no wait a minute wait a minute we might have some luck yet yes not where I thought they were going to be but they are there so Maxine Sullivan on vocals as we imagine Bob Wilbur as I say leading the band there and uh, soprano saxophone uh, on that particular track. Uh, Bernie Layton on piano, George de Vivier bass, Gus Johnson Jr. He was a fine drummer uh, on the drums there as well. And Too Many Tears, the Harry Warren Al Dublin song from 1932, but recorded there a good uh, 37 years later in 1969. Some uh, lovely little notes from Maxine herself contained on the uh, liner notes. It's weird how some of these CDs, some have nothing whatsoever, just list the tracks and that's it, that's your lot. And others have really some great information, interesting stories and snippets and things about the recording. In this particular case, uh, within the booklet within, you have some nice lines from Maxine herself commenting on each of the songs. And on that one, on Too Many Tears, she said, I first heard this song at a local vaudeville theatre in my hometown, Homestead, Pennsylvania. It was background music for a troupe of singers midgets, mind boggles, who were dressed in penguin costumes. As you do. Of course, I really learned it from a recording by Ruth Etting, or maybe it was the Boswell sisters. And then there's a note from the producers in brackets saying, we knew it from a Carmen Lombardo vocal with Brother Guy's Royal Canadians. One or the other. Lovely tune in any case, isn't it? And really given a beautiful reading there. I didn't realise... There was a direct link, you might be ahead of me, I don't know, between Maxine Sullivan and Claude Thornhill. I didn't actually have the two of them together, but uh, reading this, uh, the notes, uh, 
by Bill Borden reminiscing about Maxine Sullivan and several others, as it suggests. He says, uh, I heard of Maxine through a Liberty Music Shop salesman named Van Norman. He played me one of those old-time listening booths, the Claude Thornhill record uh, on Vocalion of Gone With The Wind, which Maxine mentions in her comments. I'd never even heard of Claude Thornhill, he says, although later I realised I had seen and heard him play with Ray Noble's first American orchestra at the Rainbow Room, as well as the uh, Princeton Prom. Anyway, oh, this, were, this was Maxine's very first recording I was listening to, and it was, interestingly, the last on which she received anything less than star billing. The explanation for this change of fortune, he says, can be made in two words, Lock Lomond. Claude Thornhill not only picked this tune, but also picked her new name. Maxine Sullivan, her real name being Marietta Williams. In the fall of 38, Claude was hired by Alex Holden, Hal Kemp's manager and partner, who was starting a new band for Skinny Ennis, Kemp's drummer and breathless vocalist as musical director and chief arranger for the band on the Bob Hope radio show. The only reason I knew Holden and Ennis was because Brooks Bowman had introduced me to Hal Kemp when he'd made a recording of East of the Sun. Meanwhile, Maxine went her own way. By that time, she was, of course, Mrs John Kirby and a star of considerable stature. Claude organised his own big band in the winter of 1939-40 and I went on to become his first and principal staff arranger. And on it goes. But yes, so Maxine Sullivan, where did her stage name come from? Claude Thornhill. I would like to say I deliberately played Claude Thornhill before that, but I didn't. It was just I happened to spot it there. I was thinking about the snow had spotted some this morning and thought it would make a nice piece as I love playing it so much in any case. But often the way on these shows, there's so many interlinks. That's what I love about it so much. Right. One of the women of jazz. Uh, who we've got in the rocking chair. Is it? No, we haven't. We're rocking, though. We are rocking. The castle's rocking, not the chair. The whole castle. My castle is rocking with Alberta Hunter. Come on by some night, my castle's rocking. You can bust your conk, cause everything's free. On the top floor, in the rear, is where I am residing. The stuff is here, and the chicks fairly romp with glee. You don't have to be afraid, cause I'm paying the boys to protect me. Tell them cats downtown they can let their conscience be. Come on up, bring your gang. We'll start that ball rolling. My castle's rocking. Run on by and see. Ah, go for yourself now, Living human. Y'all better shut that door. I believe I see them cops coming. Some night my castle's rocking. You 
can bust your conk, cause everything's free. On the top floor, in the rear, ah, that's where I am residing. The stuff is here, and the chicks fairly romp with glee. You don't have to be afraid, cause I'm paying the boys to protect me. Tell them cats downtown, they can let their conscience be. Ah, run on up. Bring your gang, we'll start that ball rollin'. Say my castle's rockin', tip on by and see. Yeah.
very nice indeed. One note samba from Stan Getz. Bit of a twofer there for you. Hope you enjoyed that one. We always like our twofers, don't we? Or the odd threefer from time to time. Uh, Stan Getz, perhaps one of his better known numbers and uh, still very popular today. Uh, one note samba. Uh, or indeed, a samba de uma nota so. Uh, Jobim, Jobim. How do you say it? I don't know. Jobim. I think it is Jobim, I believe it is. I'll be corrected by someone in any case. A nice one, Stan Getz with... Uh, who's he in company with there? Oh, it's one of the smaller bands, isn't it? Stan with Charlie Bird on guitar, uh, Keta Betts bass, Gene Bird on the uh, bass guitar, and uh, Bill Reichenbach and Buddy Deppenschmidt on drums and percussion. Always a good number. Before that, our Woman in Jazz. really enjoyed that one, I must admit. Great really sort of raw voice but full of humour I thought I was liking that sort of yeah come on you cats and uh, well yeah don't let those cops in there and, yeah real sort of down homely no messing from Alberta Hunter a blues pioneer and composer uh, indeed of the track we heard there My Castle's Rockin' and a singer started recording in the early 1920s and was actually on 78s with uh, Louis Armstrong and Fats Waller and Fletcher Henderson and lived in Europe for a decade, not prominent in America when this early version of her theme song was made, but as it says, her great, bold, brash sound is very well represented in this particular recording with the piano backing, and she references him. Hey, come on, Eddie, Eddie Hayward Jr., who was then a member of Benny Carter's orchestra, complimenting her particularly well. Right, I promised you some Cyril Stapleton, and if I don't wobble on too much, we can fit in a little bit of a rather appropriately sleepy serenade.
Oh, what a lovely way to finish off. Cyril Stapleton with Sleepy Serenade. Hope it hasn't made you too sleepy. You managed to get through to the end of the programme. Good way to finish, though. That's about it for another week. Don't forget Howard Kane at MaxRadio.com if you'd like to get in touch with any thoughts. Look after yourself, same time, same place next week. Cheerio.